I write similarly to the way that I speak, and so my cadence is dramatic. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And we are excited to introduce to you another local author. His name is C.J. Williams, and he has written a book called Lies in the Darkness. Is that the correct title? That is correct, yes. Awesome. So how about you tell us a little bit about your book, just to start us off? All right. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thank Uh, you for joining us. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. I really wasn't expecting for you guys to kind of respond so quickly, so uh, (laughs) a little uh, surprised here and uh, excited. So We love supporting our local authors. <laughs> yes. So anytime we hear from somebody, we get very excited mm-hmm. about it. Especially when they reach out to us. Yes. <laughs> it feels less like we're begging. <laughs> the book is Lies in the Darkness, and it's a suspense kind of mystery, more mm-hmm. suspense thriller, just kind of catch you and get you into the book. And it is actually the middle to end part of a series that I'm working on. The characters in this book actually came about because of another book that I had started writing, which has taken quite a lot of research to do. So it's kind of taken a back burner. But Mm -hmm. in in a few of the scenes of that book, some of those characters are where they were developed uh, that are the main characters in this book. And this one takes place in Woodlock, Virginia. It's just a small sightseeing town, used to be a mining town. And just like any small town, right, there's a lot of rumors and secrets this place happens to right become the center of those secrets when there are actually a woman discovered and uh, bodies discovered and so the they do an investigation and then it, it stirs up a lot of animosity and uh, suspicion so and that's all I think I can say right. <laughs> well is, is Woodlock a real place I always want to know that so it is not a real place okay. but if you take all of the details that I've put into the book it is actually a pinpointed location in the real world. There's a lack of a town there. There mm-hmm. is an old mine. There is an old quarry, but there's no town. So have you explored Virginia very much? Just just a bit. Driving through, nothing like fancy. Not having like backpack through the Appalachians <laughs> or nothing I wish. That was going to uh, be my follow-up question. I put that on my bucket list. Yes. I actually grew up in South Carolina, which is pretty close to Virginia. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent a little bit of time kind of as a younger person in North Carolina vacationing and things like that. So somewhat familiar with the culture of the general area. You know, being in Texas, it's quite different. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, this this town Woodlock is is along the Appalachian Trail, closer up towards the Virginia-West Virginia line. Mm-hmm. Kind of really not a whole lot of people there in, yeah. in real life. So, mm-hmm. But right, it makes for a nice picturesque uh, setting So for a book. I have to ask the obvious question. Was a body found in the mine? Is that what kicked everything off? The bodies, bodies oh. were found in a warehouse. <laughs> okay. Which leads back That's to also spooky. further yeah. inspe- investigations. Uh, okay. So, and so uh, really the, the kind of the premise of the book is kind of a commentary on how media and our community kind of escalate things. And even mm-hmm. though a lot of the things that come out of investigations by the police are good and valid, right? A lot of stuff goes unsolved for for numerous reasons of like they don't actually have proof right right it's just suspicion and but sometimes that's that's enough for i guess the concept of justice to be served so and just kind of touching on that you know that really that every person in our community kind of has a role 
right? And it kind of drives everybody's individual story together yet separate. And you said that these characters were something, they were a part of the previous thing that you're still working on. What roles do they have in this investigation? So in this story, two of the characters in this book that kind of overlap from the first book, which is actually called Naughty Days in a U-T-I-D-A-Y-Z, kind of a mouthful, but <laughs> so they are, one is actually a writer. His name is uh, William Kelly. And the other one is, she goes by the name Lady Jane, and she's a reporter. And there's a previous relationship between them that goes back into the the other story where Will is kind of put into a position of being an expert in in crime and mm -hmm. kind of not necessarily profiling, but right, just uh, putting the pieces together, right? Kind of a puzzle solver as it as it is. And so in this book, Will is actually from the area of Woodlock and he's being kind of honored in an annual ceremony that they mm -hmm. have. So it gets a little awkward and kind of, you know, like, how do you Especially deal? Especially in a small town. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. In a small town, like, you're, that, that he's uh, technically not actually from. So, mm -hmm. right, just close enough. So, <laughs> right, like, oh, I live in Baytown. Oh, that's, that's the Highlands, but no. Right, <laughs> right. I think people in in those kinds of towns are very used to the idea of you know like you won't know where i'm from so let me just i'll just say the, the closest largish town near me right right <laughs> <laughs> which is extra funny when it's still a small town right if yeah, I, actually, I usually end up just saying houston <laughs> yeah. right. if i actually told you like where i grew up then mm -hmm. like it wouldn't even be a pinpoint on the map like you have to look for the next small town so. yeah, I, I usually say outside of x and then they'll always be like ah well tell me the name and i'm like okay you you're not gonna know where it is but sure Sure, if you if you want to and okay so woodlock is a small town how small town are we talking like so comparison city maybe baytown too big way too big way too big way okay. too big we're talking like dayton huffman 10 years ago Okay. Oh, wow. All right. That's very small. Which is a very, 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 very small place. Because mm -hmm. I think the scale of smallness really helps set the scene for like the type of not nosiness, but like just the everyone knows everything because there's only 12 people right, <laughs> right. that so, kind of energy yeah so this town kind of had a heyday and it has mm -hmm. since fallen off so the town is pretty small and dwindled numbers yeah. uh, a couple of hundred area okay uh, oh, okay are these i don't want to like spoil don't anything misquote myself <laughs> no it's okay and i don't think we're gonna fact check you or anything yeah. so. <laughs> i don't want to spoil anything but i do want to know are are the bodies that they find are those people from the town or are they tourists slash transient people like like texas chainsaw massacre yeah because i was about to say like if there's only a few hundred people that's a percentage once you <laughs> once you find too many bodies so no it's not a a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> that would have been a good twist, though, right? You know, just, I will say that the the perpetrators of the crime are people who are trusted. Oh, okay. It always makes a good mystery, though. Yes, makes it more scandalous, too. <laughs> yes. So I know that you have your characters kind of framed in a larger story in your mind. What are your plans in the future? Are you planning to go back to that first book that you mentioned and finish it? Or are you planning on trying to divvy it up into other books or stories okay so in the editing process of this book i had it read by a few people mm -hmm. and those people had questions and so therefore i think that there's going to have to be an accompanying book to this one <laughs> because they have questions about things that don't really matter in this story but it, they had they had questions yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so so i think that Right. When I get the reader's response from reviewing the book and rating it and how mm -hmm. they like it, right, because this is a process, then I think that that may be the next one that 
I kind of have to yeah. publish. But there, I'm I'm actually I'm actually currently working on a uh, drama, I guess, mm -hmm. which is actually based here in Baytown. But I was writing it as a screenplay, and so I've started to kind of go back and kind of fill in some of the details that mm -hmm. you leave out when you're writing screenplay yes. styles. <laughs> so that one may be coming out soon. I'm not sure. I might put it out on Vela, which is like an Amazon kind of, what is it, episodes, I guess. Ooh. So not sure exactly how that works. It sounds intriguing. But, yeah, yeah. But so I have a couple of other stories that I'm like actively writing simultaneously that are actually quite different. But in the terms of the lies in the darkness and the what I call the dark places saga, there's going to be like five books in it. The first two are tied to the same story. The last two are tied to the, this story. Okay. And then the few in the middle are just kind of some of the overlapping characters, but not actually. So right. I guess the action and the drama and suspense involved with it of each book is going to be separate. Yet yeah. Still tied into kind of the same. Like different arcs, but the same people. R right. Yeah. Right. So how did you come up with Will's character or you said Lady Jane? Was that the Correct. second character? How did, how did they come to you? Were they fully formed? Did you have to spend some time really working through what their characteristics were like? Will kind of just occurred. I, I don't know why. I was just like, I'm going to write a book about a writer. And so uh, it just popped in my head and I just started writing. And one of the first things that I wrote about him was like his, his pensive personality, right? Like he's mm -hmm. a writer, so he's like all in his head so and I think like trying to play into the insecurity of a writer in the book yet right a writer is also someone who ends up if they're lucky ends up being a public figure right yes. so mm -hmm. uh, at some point they have to get out of their own head and write and actually deal with what's going on but you know people are people uh, mm -hmm. so but it was kind of fun to really his character kind of developed off of right both being a writer and then what we perceive of a writer, right? Like you can be a Hemingway writer or you can be mm -hmm. a Poe writer or you can be, yes. right? A, the, the, the archetype of writer right. that you are. <laughs> right. And so like him having to be the opposite of what the stereotype is, right? So yet still being that, right? Odd to be a public figure if you're afraid of the public. Right. <laughs> so, right. And Lady Jane, it actually happened by accident because I was writing the other story and I was like, oh, it would be really cool if there was a news broadcast in the background. And so I wrote her first line as a news broadcast from the previous book. And so I was, I was like, it, it has to keep going uh, yeah. from there. So I felt like uh, as a character, she needed to be kind of influential in the story and driving it forward, mm -hmm. yet not necessarily be the victim of the story. Okay. Yeah. So I'm all about equality. You know, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Always appreciated. I think that really it kind of really if you look at like a lot of the strong female characters that that they have in really what is now coming out in Hollywood and over the years, I mean, like Sandra Bullock's been everything. Right. So uh, just kind of that general guiding light voice. Yeah. Right. And so I just try and tried to kind of get some of the characteristics that we have stereotyped and. Right. My wife's a strong woman, so some of it is her. Right. So I don't know. Like that one was actually a hard, I guess, a hard character to develop because it's complex. Right. Yeah. Like, she has her role, but she has a bigger role in, in the books mm -hmm. overall. Right. And she's not a victim. So we'll, we'll see how that plays later if you keep reading my books. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Selfless plug. <laughs> so we haven't asked before on air about the editing process. How long have you been doing revisions of your book? I finished it 
of October of last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then I revised it once and then I revised it again. And then I used a couple of these fancy word processing tools to help me fix my commas. Apparently, I, <laughs> uh, apparently I abused the comma. It's okay. Uh, all of us do. We all have that one grammar thing. I, I have to say that it's because of my cadence. Uh, yeah. I speak very paused and therefore yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to use it as a spacer. <laughs> so, but, and then, right. I had, had, my wife is actually the editor on this book. So she, uh, she read it and she did edits and gave it back to me and I, fix the edits and suggestions mm-hmm. and went through it again and just make sure that everything fits for content. So, I mean, in each one of those, I mean, you have to it's, it's 50,000 words. So Oof. it's quite a bit to read through for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for uh, accuracy, mm-hmm. which is like even when the proofs came, which is right, just the copy to make sure that everything looks like it's supposed to look, mm-hmm. I found some things that we missed. So we did some edits yeah. on those and got it. So the official copies that come out will actually be right. Did she make any large like content suggestions? Because I know that's a thing sometimes when people are working with editors where you feel like you inserted the scene and it feels crucial to you, but maybe it doesn't land to a reader. Did you run into that at all? There were a few things where I, I write similarly to the way that I speak. And so my cadence is dramatic (laughs) (laughs) i like the dramatic pause before you said dramatic (laughs) so there were some things where i had to take some of the leading out of the way that i was saying i didn't want to lose the reader but other than a few tweaks here and there and she was one who posed the question which was going to lead to another book about a character in this book so there's a so there's a character in this book and he gets set up for a murder and goes down for the murder and it leaves a lot of questions about what happened there. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that that's what the other book is about, not that uh, we have that one to talk about. <laughs> I I mean it's always a good sign when someone reads a book and then has a question after because the worst thing is when they read it and they go, "Okay." Yeah. And you're just or, like nothing that's nice. Nothing. You but wrote a book. Questions you're just like <laughs> you were invested. <laughs> Even if the question means I have to write another book, I appreciate it. <laughs> right, right. Any response is a good response. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's and it's it's always really a really good sign when when I know I like when I finish a book and I have questions and I'm like, I want to know more. Why did you stop? You should have written a longer book. <laughs> that's definitely a good response. You know, and I I brought myself to that question, like, should this book just be longer? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, who's going to read a debut novel that's 100,000 words? Like- but you also, you have to leave them wanting more. Yes. <laughs> they have to finish with a question. That's what gets them in the second book. I, I just felt like uh, going for, like, a book the right thickness of insomnia was a little, <laughs> little much, so maybe a good spot to split the story. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> and, right, hopefully between now and then I can get a, a bit of a readership mm-hmm. and the story can just take off and then get some feedback and right interaction i'm, I'm on goodreads so mm-hmm. right, i'm oh, trying awesome. to interact with oh, the, the nice, readers yeah. to find out like what they think of the book what they want mm-hmm. to see or if they have any suggestions yeah you know i'm open to readers feedback <laughs> <laughs> so where can people purchase your book so it there is a 
copy available in hardback on barnesandnoble.com. And then I have uh, four editions available on Amazon. There's an international trade edition, which is a different sized paperback, a little mm-hmm. bit smaller than this one. But uh, I found that this full cover one, uh, full color paperback was uh, not available in Australia. Oh. So I was like, well, that's like a third of the English speaking world, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Australia. <laughs> so I had to reformat a book for them, right? To yeah. make sure that it could get international distribution like to everyone. Yeah. And so there are three editions, the ebook uh, on Kindle, which you can actually read for free if you have Kindle Unlimited right now. Mm-hmm. And then there's the paperback and the hardcover. Dang. That's a lot of formatting that you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people I, I realize. Hope, I was just hoping that when we were doing the formatting, that the formatting would stay true to the story because the way it's laid out kind of leads oh. the story. You have to read to find out what I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> I I don't think people realize in the editing and like process and just formatting, like how much work goes into making a book look the way books are supposed to look, and not just like you've printed something off your copier and stapled it and handed it <laughs> right, to somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah. Turns, turns out when they stick a book together this not the pages aren't supposed to be straight That's right. so. um and I, like just flipping through your book i saw that you had the nice little don't know what they're called border things at the bottom very classy edition with a little page number oh oh yeah uh, so that was actually a challenge because like i said on i each, can imagine yeah on each of the pages like when you do the the fly page mm-hmm. right, it's it, really good it it kind of throws it off so i had to go in and like realign each one and then, <laughs> and then i had to have my wife check to make sure that i did it right <laughs> but it, yeah it, it turned out pretty pretty nice mm-hmm. uh, as as the print yeah and i'm pretty satisfied with it so. definitely and yeah. as far as publishing goes like how did the actual like experience of publishing go? oh it's um it has been trying tedious and backbreaking <laughs> uh, it is well aside from the self-publishing i tried to go the traditional route mm-hmm. which if you're going to go the traditional route right i recommend lots of edits first mm-hmm. because people you're trying to get to read it read a lot of stuff yeah. yeah but i found that really the response time was killing me like yeah i'm still waiting on responses but i sent it off to quite a few agents i think like 38 different mm-hmm. agents trying to get it in the hands of publishers sent it off to a couple of publishers that take unsolicited submissions but right their turnaround time is eight months some of them Ooh, i'm not surprised uh, just yeah. to get an email back saying that they either do or don't want to read more mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not right that's just the the beginning <laughs> steps so if you're patient which i am not um <laughs> you can try that route and right it, it could bear fruit but just make sure that what you're sending is a completed manuscript yeah and if you're going to self-publish it's not that hard to self-publish just you can choose different distributors uh, as i said i'm using both barnes and noble and amazon and both all the books were formatted differently so that's one thing that you have to know is that it's not a one-size-fits-all when mm-hmm. you're publishing a book i mean even right the size of these books is actually pretty close to the same like the paper but yeah the format themselves is, is quite different yeah always get your proofs make sure that it looks how you want it to look because it may not be what you're expecting. The first proofs I got just they didn't have the, the clarity and the pop mm-hmm. that, that we needed for a cover. So it sounds like you've written several stories before. How did you select this one to be the one that you wanted to publish? Was it just the one that was ready to be birthed first? <laughs> really, it's that this one, this one, uh, sometimes you feel like you're writing and sometimes you feel like you're just telling a story. Mm-hmm. I didn't write this one. I'm just telling the story. Oh, okay. So this is a good 
I guess, launching point for for the entire saga because it all is kind of tied together. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it'd be good to leave people with questions rather than answers and then get around to the to the answers as we go along. Mm -hmm. I like those kind of books. I hope other people will enjoy kind of the the way that the book leads you into the story mm -hmm. so. i like that sometimes it feels like writing and sometimes it feels like telling yeah, a story I like that. okay that's all i can really think yeah. of is there anything else that you wanted to add about the writing process the book anything else that you're working on shameless self-emotion as you said before anything like yeah, that um, <laughs> i think just to everybody who wants to write right less than what eight percent of people in the world actually get books finished, let alone publish them. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it, just do it. The only person stopping you is you. You say you don't have time, then make a little time. I mean, we all make time to exercise and eat right when we can, right? <laughs> like, that's that's how it works. So, you know, it's if you feel like that's how you need to express yourself, then just don't make excuses for not doing it, mm -hmm. right? You might have a day job. You might not. Right. If you don't, then you got plenty of time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but really, if it's something that you want to do, just write it. Right. It doesn't. If you take the right road, right, it can cost you little to nothing to actually get it out there. Mm -hmm. Right. It just you're going to have to put in work after the fact and, and make sure that you're trying to get your message out there. But really, if you want to do it, do it because it, it is challenging. But right, I feel like it's rewarding. Like I'm sitting here talking about a book and writing and Right, mm -hmm. never thought that really it would be here, so <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah, so I think that is the perfect note to end this recording on. <laughs> Very <too>. motivational. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you for having me. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.